Welcome back. You are listening to another episode of the Keep the Change podcast, one of the most rated podcasts in the country, and if not the most rated financial literacy podcast in the world, if not, well, said it anyway. Universe. Yeah. Mars, New Zealand. Who knows? Want. How many Earths are out there? Well, probably not more than one Earth, but. <laughs> mate, I've got. <laughs> has Elon figured that out yet? <laughs> Get out of here and oh, go over he's there. A big, Elon's a big believer in the fact that there's no aliens, eh? Oh, really? Yeah. He keeps, like, he's had done a few interviews over the last year or so saying, like, I'm pretty sure if there were, I would know because, like, I, I spend a bit of effort in space. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know, eh? Yeah, what I, are your thoughts? Uh, yeah. Is this what the podcast is yeah. about? <laughs> no, I reckon probably because you would assume that the people that are flying heaps, like pilots and... Um, Air Force type people and yeah. stuff like surely they've seen some shit that they can't explain and I've seen a couple of those videos that's enough data for me to be like yeah must be yeah <laughs> that's how I do my research mate I just get on with it I'm like yeah cool yeah, same yeah, yeah. I mean, like, action mate yeah okay sweet there's aliens move on there's aliens guys if you don't like it well yeah. look it is what it is just don't believe it yeah yeah, <laughs> that's fine <laughs> one thing that we can't ignore that we know is happening for sure mate uh, is the fact that people are starting to struggle out there mm. I know this is no surprise to us shouldn't be a surprise to listeners of the Keep the Change podcast because inflation's still pretty high um, incomes are not going to increase the way that they have previously by the seams. We've seen that with the new minimum wage increase only being 2% mm. before tax. Mm. That's going to be less than inflation. We know household inflation is actually around 7%, which is factoring in interest rates increasing, not just the general basket of goods that mm. gets measured in the CPI, which is about four point something. So it's tricky out there, and the data backs that up because – People are increasingly trying to cash out some of their KiwiSaver to make ends meet. And then I thought, well, if they're seeing KiwiSaver applications increase, what's the other area that people are going to be struggling in? Well, it's going to be paying their mortgage. So one man that knows about people who are taking on and trying to pay mortgages is obviously you, mate. So I thought we'd ask you what's bloody going on. Yeah, man, we're in February and 2024 and... The news so far this year has, I mean, people are probably used to it because we've sort of taken a beating over the last couple of years, but there wasn't too much good stuff, eh? Like the non-tradable inflation, which is not offshore, not caused from the war, not by the global economy. Mm, it's a global is, issue. Is bad. Like yeah. that came in a bit higher than forecast. It's like six point something, right? Oh, I can't even remember, man. It was just yeah. too high. Yeah, it's ugly. Yeah. And then we also had the fact the other day that Unemployment went from 3.9 to 4, 4.0, and they were forecasting that to be higher, which means people have kept their jobs, which sounds like a good thing, but fuck the way this economic system works, they kind of want that to be at like 5.5, I think they were talking about as a target. Yeah, I think the target at the moment is 4.2 for Reserve Bank, so we're 0.2%. No, uh, that was the forecast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But eventually they want to get it to 5.5. Yeah, yeah. 5.2, yeah. 5.5, yeah. Um, so that means that, you know, that helps the inflation figures stay buoyant. Um, and there was some other stuff around. I mean, wages did look to, like the wage inflation did look to be slowing and then we saw the minimum wage thing. And it's just all like, if we want to just get this cycle of shit over and done with, it was all the wrong sort of stuff in, in January, basically. And then the chief economist of the Reserve Bank did an announcement in January, a bit of a speech, and basically said, like, 
I know, I know the market's pricing in cuts, but we're not looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't how it went. But, it, you know, it, it just wasn't anything positive in terms of what we want to be feeling again. Um, and the other part is, is, you know, it has been a grind for pretty much since like mid-22, I reckon. Um, like that's when activity got a bit slower. House prices were notably falling. And then it's just been this grind of interest rates increasing, mortgage payments going up, you know, cost of living going up at the same time. And it just feels, it just feels gloggy. Yeah, man. If that's a word. It's just, it's just in the Mount, sorry, the GC, but bumped mm. into a guy from the Mount and he was telling me a bit about his business. And we're in the old sauna, a uh, great place to have a chat. And he said to me, "Not the girls' one, though. No, well, it was unisex actually. Oh, that's right. I heard you say that somewhere. Yeah, yeah. they've got unisex ones over there, but yeah. not in New Zealand. No, no, not at the gym. We're not very inclusive, are we? Nah, mate. Nah, way behind. Yeah, <laughs> um, nude unisex saunas coming soon, twenty twenty four. If you want to buy yours uh, and invite us, um, and he said to me, "It's tough times back home, bro." Mm. And I was like, "Man, that's such a good way to just sum up." Yeah, yeah, it is. It's just like that's like the Kiwi way of saying like, oh, "Fuck, we're in the we're in the in the war zone," you know, we're in the trenches right now. Yeah, and it is, man. And I think a lot of people are feeling it. And you know, if I go back and think about, I sort of record notes and stuff. Plus, I do newsletters out, and I go back and look at the posts I was doing at the time and the newsletters that I was sending out to get a feel of how I was thinking and what predictions I was making in terms of interest rates and what's going to happen with the economy. And I thought twenty twenty three was probably going to be worse than it was. Same. And it didn't really, I thought we would have had quite a deep recession probably in the back half of 2023. My notes said middle of the year. Yeah. And that didn't really happen. We sort of, everything got revised once we started 2024 or whatever. When we get, we got revised or whatever and, you know, there was shallow recession or whatever. But just on that, if we didn't get all these people coming into New Zealand, I think- The per what, capita numbers really are quite different. Yeah. Yeah. If I think where our heads were, well, certainly mine, I didn't even really factor in like all these people are going to get flooded in and that's going to prop up the economy. Yeah, yeah. I think if that didn't happen, oh man, we'd be pretty deep in the uh, negative yeah, GDP. Yeah, if you take out the net migration and stuff like that, it's around a might. There was a quarter there that was like a minus three or something, you know? So, mm. and that's that's the reality of what it felt like 2023, but the data didn't show it. And, you know, but in saying that, I had very, very little conversations about hardship with people that are my clients and people outside of my my client base or my database. Um, people were just, you know, like, yeah, it's tough, but we're good. Like, we'll just tough it out. A lot of people, I've said it multiple times, took on good pay rises over that 21, 22 period. And that helped weather the storm a bit, you know. It, it was nice before interest rates came up because there was spare income. That might have been part of the inflation problem. But, you know, now it's getting poured into interest rates. And come the start of this year, with all of that bad news, I have noticed a considerable uptick in people calling me to ask about hardship or financial assistance or how to, you know, are there different ways that we can do this? Um, and, you know... What's do this? Is this like... Pay out, get, pay out get through this period, yeah, because yeah. it's it's got to the point where I have to make some choices mm. um, about what we're going to do because I know that I've started looking at the numbers now. I can feel it's getting hard, and we're like, you know, week to week, and that's that's not that nice of a place to be if you yeah. haven't been used to it for a long time. You know, if you've had a five year run of 
having spare income and stuff and all of a sudden it's sucked up and you can't go buy coffee, that sucks. That, that is really hard mentally as well. Like that will be consuming so much mental yeah. rent. It consumes my mental rent when I don't see my savings account go up. Mm. I'm like, fuck, this is a slog. Yeah. I'm going to work for like six months and my fucking net worth hasn't moved. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's tough times back home, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So when, and you know, in terms of uh, what I can do as my job, we're actually not really allowed to handle financial assist, uh, like financial hardship. All the banks have individual teams uh, that specialize in this and they help people out with plans and things. They might look to, you know, help you go interest only or make a, put a plan and a budget in place and put a repayment holiday in place, which if you can, you really don't want to do because it capitalizes onto the loan at the end. Um, but yeah, the, the uptick has been noticeable. Some of it, some of the conversations that, you know, I might get an email and it says, Hey, we're struggling a bit and we know that we've got rates coming up in, you know, September. Um, and you know, I just want to have a chat and I'm like, Oh shit, that's, they're, they're front footing it which is mm. great but the fact the email tone yeah. and then and then I get on the call and they're like oh we're having a baby and I'm like oh, fuck that's thank god you're coming six months early yeah. you know like that is great news congratulations on the baby and that we're doing the be, right thing here like, yeah that thing's gonna be shitting everywhere and costing <laughs> heaps of money <laughs> Oh my yeah. god, daycare costs, man, are fucking brutal. Yeah, yeah, I see some daycare costs at like over two grand a month. Ugh. Yeah, it's more expensive than Donny. Yeah, your cat, <laughs> yeah. it scratched you, it scratched Mikey. If anyone's yeah. got any ointment, <laughs> sounds like he needs it. So yeah, we're seeing the uptick, um, and so then just so we can, I can understand, and the people can understand, they come to you as a first touch point. You're their mortgage advisor, but. Each bank has their own process for hardship and those conversations, right? So do you then have to push them on to um, the right person in that yeah, team? Yeah, like we'll always try and help and say, you know, we can go and talk to the bank about certain parts, but it's we're quite limited in being like, we can't just say to you, yeah, let's go and apply for a mortgage holiday. Yeah. You know, like we can't do that. Um, we have to, the, the specialized team at the bank that the client's with is the people that do that. And I think it's for good reason because- and going back to what we've talked about before, the banks, the banks don't want mortgagee sales. It's they're not professional house sellers. You know, like that sounds like a, if you start understanding what they do, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, and they're not interested in that. They'd rather that you keep your house and you keep paying your mortgage. That's you know, that's the goal. They're going to make way more money off you doing that than selling your shit box. Yeah, to and someone desperately. Some of the stories that I've heard from. Uh, not clients, but other people that have been through the process, it's saved them, eh? And, you know, it might put you back, you know, you might have 20 years left on your mortgage and you might end up with a mortgage of 21 years or something like that um, if you go through the process and, you know, work out a plan to get through it. But that's better than being mortgagee sailed and, you know, out on your ass with nowhere to go. Mm. So, I mean, the point of all of that is, is that, you do want to talk to the right people around it and there is help. Um, ideally, you don't want to get into that scenario in the first place. So if you listen to the Keep the Change podcast in 2021 and 2022, you'd be way ahead of it. Yeah. But, you know, life happens. Sometimes you do have twins instead of no baby or whatever and shit gets crazy and you've got to go down to maternity leave and take time off and lose an income, whatever it is. And I think if those kind of things happen – just 
like you can't change it. No. Just take it on the chin, make the right calls, call the right people and try and get the help. Nice. Yeah, that's I think so key because there will be people that will struggle to reach out for help in this space because they will just feel too proud to or the emotional piece will will kick in where they won't want to. But, man, better to do it early and be proactive um, because otherwise then your back really is against the wall and your your options become less the mm. longer you, you wait to get help. So, sure. you know, put your hand up and, and ask. And there must be, if people are actively getting in touch and the banks are saying that their hardship conversations are increasing, like imagine how many people are teetering or worried mm. um, about things. And I always think like worry is a really good way to identify some things that you need to work on. It actually can be really powerful and helpful for you. Instead of looking at it negatively, you're like, oh, I keep thinking about this and I'm worried about this. Be like, that's your brain designed to show you like, hey, we need to fix this thing, but yeah. you're a human, you're pretty resilient and pretty powerful, and there is help available. We should write that thing down, get it out of our head, and then go and see who can help us, not I need to know how to fix this. We don't need to know how to fix shit. We need to know who to speak to so that they can help us figure out what we need to do. They've got the how for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a really good way of looking at it, eh? And I think I posted in the KTC school community the other day and one of the lines was like, go and do this. If anything, you'll get a, a lifetime worth of valuable lessons from this journey. Yeah. Because, you know, if you do end up in a position of hardship or it, having your back up against the wall, at the minimum, it should teach you how to make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm. You know, there's things that you'll need to change and you know what not to do now so you replace those with things that did work and you focus on those and leave out the risky shit that got you in trouble and i think that works for like that that works for anything that works for like me going into this year in business yeah that works for getting into business in the first place like what's the downside what's the upside drop the bad shit do the good shit more mm. i think it's just like a simple way of living life um, but we do get, fuck, we're greedy, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we do get caught up. And, you know, if if it is something genuine like a family position or like I've seen everything, man. I've seen like deaths in families that have just rocked financial situations and stuff like that. You can have insurance on that, by the way. But, you know, all, all sorts of things that are outside of people's control. But if it was something that, like real talk, if this is something that you did to yourself, you need to take self-responsibility and you need to be the one that like suck your pride, mm. <laughs> go and like take the pill and then learn from it, be honest with yourself and then go on the journey of, right, let's let's not do that again, but let's make sure that we, we do it the right way, put in the time, put in the effort. Blame, oh, the bank should never have lent me that much money, excuse oh, I didn't know that this was going to happen to my situation, deny, ah, she'll be right, figure it out, like, <laughs> fuck, what are they going to do? Fucking come take my house off me. I don't need to do anything. Yeah. Not going to work. No. Fucked down there. <laughs> Above the line. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. Ownership, I signed for the debt, Yeah, but I did it, so therefore I can probably figure out how to keep it. Uh, accountability, yep, you know what, like, the bank want me to pay that. I'm accountable to them. I'm accountable to myself. When I look in the mirror, again, I know that I signed for it. 
let's fucking roll. Uh, and then responsibility, much the same. You know, it's your responsibility to sort that. I don't have all the resources I need right now, but it's my responsibility to find them. Like that bloke who messaged, keep the change. And he's like, I printed off a thousand flyers, went door knocking, and now I've got five grand worth of work to do, painting fences, um, mowing lawns, doing different things. That doesn't happen below the line. No. That doesn't happen in bed. Yeah. That happens up top, taking ownership yeah. and making shit happen. And just on that, the funny thing about that is sometimes it's amazing how simple it can be. Yes. Yeah. And we love to overcomplicate it and, you know, think we need to, you know, get the right interest rate on our savings account first and set up a company and, you know, all of these things that are just like noise. Yeah. When really, if you think about it, a lot of the time, it's an excuse to not actually take the action and Bingo. just go and deliver the flyers and talk to the people and knock on the doors. Yeah. Um, I, I, the question was like, well, how does he know what to charge? I'm like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, uh, uh, just say a yeah. number and then see if they say yes. Yeah. If you get one, you know the market is, perceives it as valuable. You yeah. do it. And then the next time you're like, oh, I might bump up the price a little bit. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't, you're, you're trying to find a reason not to do it, to get stuck. The beautiful thing about a market, mate, is it will efficiently give you feedback on your pricing. Yeah. If you are not providing enough value, you will not collect the paycheck and then you know you have to change something. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Man, I love markets. I think two of the reasons that we're actually in this situation as an economy, if we go back to inflation still high, unemployment's not as high as we thought it was going to be, um, and we might have to see increase in interest rates as per ANZ's suggestion. And hey, does that happen? I'd probably not because the Reserve Bank are probably too scared to jack them, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Who knows? We, we, I guess we get to find out. We do. The two things, the one that we're so into the world of consumerism now, like we just want to keep spending, like you're not taking that from me. I'm going to do that shit. There's 35,000 people going to the domain to Symphony today. That's awesome. But I bet there's some people there that can't afford to go. But like, I'm fucking going, man, because things are tough. She's tough times back home, bro. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are going to go because they're like, well, nah, like I deserve to go. I've been working hard, et cetera. So that's fueling the economy. That's sort of, we've been, it's been so easy to consume for so long and there's no consequences that that's very hard to to change. And that's a, it's a consumer behavior, right? Rather than a hard, like, hey, we're going to jack rates and instantly you should then stop um, you know, wanting to do shit. And yeah, the same yeah. as Adrian Orr from the Reserve Bank, he came out and he was like, stop fucking buying houses. Like you're fueling the housing market. He actually stop said that. that in November, 2021. Yeah. But, but do people like, no, yeah. but they, because we're increasing interest rates and stuff. Those have a massive lag. So basically the consumer behavior doesn't change for ages after. Now, I think the other thing is that people are incredibly resourceful and they're innovative now, what that means is people will fight harder to keep the things they have than they will work to get things that they don't have. So basically, once they have that house or once they have that type of lifestyle, they will be like, right, I'm going to figure out how to keep this shit because mm. you're not taking it from me. And now we've got a beautiful thing called the internet mm. at scale and at resource and at information levels that we didn't have the last time we had really incredibly tough times like the GFC. So people are like, you know what, fuck, like how can I make a bit of extra corn or like what things can I do? And so then they'll go and do those things. And so much of the economic type rules and, and levers that they pull haven't been able to keep up mm. with human innovation as well. So I think those two things might be making it harder for the levers to actually work. 
Yeah, that's beautiful though, eh? Yeah, it is. Yeah. However, this is where it gets dangerous. So then you learn like what those things are to do. And the one that is increasing massively is applying to get your KiwiSaver to use that to then help you get through some of these tricky times. Now, remember that KiwiSaver is only like 15 or something years old. So it's not that new of a, mm. a oh, sorry, it is a new-ish product in terms of zooming out longer term. Now, if you learn that your mate used that, you're probably like, oh, well, maybe I should do that too. But one of the number one rules of investing from Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger is do not interrupt compounding. Yeah. But we're like, hey, if shit gets tough, <laughs> you can you can pull your cash out of Let's here. Let's go bid it all. <laughs> yeah. Now, what that means is that you go – like so many steps backwards to protect a short term. And that's okay. Like I completely get it. I'm not saying like, do not do this. It is a lever, but be very careful because you're robbing from your future and you're robbing and interrupting compounding, which you're only going to regret. So lean on how innovative you can be before doing that. So like, do you print the flyers? Do you knock on the doors to make that cash? Do you do the things that you don't want to do, but, it's fucking doesn't matter anymore. You you have to. You made the decisions yeah. to get yourself into this position. Get yourself out the. Get your Kiwi Saver. That's an easy lever mm. to pull. In hard times, do hard things. Yeah, yeah, and it comes back to like, damn, you will learn some cool lessons, eh? Yes, you know, you, you, like the beauty is you might do that, and then you can you don't have to do it forever. No, but now you know the skills. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. simply you can only withdraw from your KiwiSaver once. But I'll read you something soon. Yeah, you would think it's only once, but I'll read you an interesting quote um, in a second. But don't just never, um, you know, go towards the easy solution just because everyone else is doing it. Yeah, generally speaking, the easiest way out is the worst option. Like mm. when you zoom out to you know your lifetime. It yeah. almost always is. Like if you take the harder option, you almost always will have a better return, a better result, and you'll thank yourself later for it. Yeah, the quick fix usually leaves you broken for longer. Oh, nice. Dang. Oh, shit. <laughs> Fuck, that's even, good. We're, we're done that here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to read you something, mate, because KiwiSaver withdrawals have been um, increasing, right? So I actually reached out to Adam from Compound Wealth, mm -hmm. and I said, mate, like, are you, are you seeing a bit of this? And he's like, yeah, mate, I am. And he's like, what you need to tell the listeners if they are going to do this is that you need to contact your KiwiSaver provider and they will give you an application form. And he's like, what I actually suggest to some people is if you think you're going to end up in hardship, go and do that application process early to see could you qualify? Because because you don't want to get there and think that's your solution because old mate down the road did yeah. it. And then they say, sorry, you don't qualify. And you're like, oh, fuck, the whole system's fucked. This is broken. That's this is the, bullshit. Basically the same with the mortgage stuff. Mm. Yeah. So he was like, go and do the application process and see what's actually involved. Not just like, oh, yeah, well, I heard that it's real easy. You can get your KiwiSaver. Um, but I read this. So I was trying to figure out, okay, who would have the most data on this? And the public trust is the supervisor of 11 of 23 KiwiSaver schemes, including four of the default schemes. It's a pretty big data set. Yeah. So I can't remember this person's name, but it's someone from the public trust. And they say, we're clearing more than a thousand a month regularly now. And that would have been absolutely unheard of before COVID. That's just becoming absolutely the norm now. That's a thousand. That is a grunty sentence, eh? Yes. Now it gets better because this person he, he ain't holding back. 
He said it used to be that the change of employment circumstances was the main driver for an application. Now, many people were still in the same jobs, but struggling with things like higher interest rates. Yeah, cost of living yeah. in total, not just like cost of living as in CPI, including your house. And Now, not everyone's going to like this, but he then says, and I quote, they were not prepared. They have not budgeted. Their home loan rolls over and payments go up and they're just not able to cope. Did you write this? Do you, work, do you work for the public trust? <laughs> I promise the people out there that I did not write this. But I guess this is what we've been trying to encourage people to think about for two years now is like, guys, like shit's going to change mm. and things could get tough. So like know where you're at. So do your budgeting. There's the templates there. They were provided in May 2020. Yeah. It's wow. now February 2024. Yeah. Do your month end. I still do it every month. Yeah. Do I want to do it? Not all the time. But is it valuable? Do I need to do it? I don't even have any fucking debt. But, yeah, so yeah. I've got less reason to do it, but I still do it because it's a discipline and a habit. Mm. And it encourages me to think about the next month plus the progress that I'm making. And that's where I think these tools like going and getting your KiwiSaver, great, they are a lever, but could be something that you regret massively. Because I think basically all it does is it helps you for 13 weeks to cover some of your costs and outgoings. And then there was something in here, and I don't know if I've, I've kept it, but basically at the end of this article, it said that, you know, most people at the end of that 13 weeks come back and apply again. Oh, fuck. Exactly. So that's sad. It is. Yeah. And that's where it's like, okay, you don't want to be that. You don't want to do that. You want to, because it shows you that it's not actually the solution. Because yeah, in that 13 100%. weeks, like things haven't changed enough. Yeah, you, yeah if you are going to use that 13 weeks, you want to be making sure that you use those 13 weeks effectively. Oh, yeah. And yeah. that might be like sucking it up, renting the place out and going to live with your parents again. It yeah. might be moving in with your mates. Like everyone always says like, oh, that doesn't work for me. Everything's I've, temporary though, eh? I think if, like the massive hit to your pride when those kind of things happen. It's funny, eh? Because I did all this in advance mm. before – I I wasn't in hardship, but to make sure that I got my businesses and stuff off the ground, I lived like it. Yeah. I lived in like this piece of shit, cold, wet room on the back of someone's garage and rented out the rest of the house for like 18 months while I was getting everything going. I wished that room upon no one. <laughs> it was horrible. The, the, it would rain sideways and come in under the door and shit and the door wouldn't open because it would hit the bed like it was so small. But... I knew that it was temporary. Yeah. And I think it's the same here. You, if you do have to make a hard decision and your pride has to take a hit, you have to, and you have to believe and tell yourself that, okay, I have to do this. It is what it is, but right, let's make a plan and make sure that I'm not doing this forever. Yeah. Cause I love mum, but I don't want to stay with her forever. Yeah, look, I've done it when building out a business at the start. You know, I've gone from like, well, I've flattered since I was 17 to now for for a decade. Then it's like, hey, uh, you're going to have to come home, eh? Not like, can I come home? Like, going to fucking have to. Because, <laughs> um, listen, like, <laughs> this thing isn't growing at the speed that yeah. I thought it was. It looked pretty easy online and on Instagram to build a business, but yeah. apparently it's not. So it's, it's going, it's the forced hunting season. Yeah. You know, like we call it the hunting season when you're doing it at the start of something as opposed to now and we're calling it financial hardship where it's after you've done some things, but it's the same vibe. It's the same season. Like you've got to go into it and it's temporary. Yes. If you do it hard, 
make make some tough calls, put some effort in, you know, you'll come out the other side of it and you'll be better for it. Yeah, when we were um, away, it had been month end and Taz said to me, should I haven't done my month end for a bit? And I was like, hey, well, like, do you want to break up or... Um, <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I was like, seems lazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Trust me, listeners, I didn't say it. But she's like, I know I need to do that. And she's like, because um, I don't feel like I've been saving as much lately, but I have to remind myself that I'm still making progress because I've been paying down my debt. And I was like, yes, yeah. correct. That's the principle of mm. why you do month end. So if you don't do it, like, can I please just suggest that you do it and just have a go for six months, especially if things are a little bit tricky. Because if you can do it in the hard times, you can see a little bit of progress yeah. that can keep you moving. And like Mikey said, it's just a time period and then zoom out. What is this one year, two year hard period of getting through your mortgage and copping the shit in a 30 year sense? Yeah. You'll be stoked you went through it on the other side. Yeah, I think when you look at a 30-year time period, which is what your mortgage is, and I know people just look at the weekly repayment, but you should think about that. Like, if you expected 30 years in your life to go perfectly smoothly with no hiccups, I'd say you're a bit delusional. Yeah. Like, I've always looked at it like, in the next 30 years, I'm going to have something go catastrophically wrong, and I have to try and make sure that I'm prepared for it. I don't know what it's going to be, but it would be silly for me to think that something like that won't happen. Yep. So, you know, and maybe you didn't think that when you were signing up to your mortgage, but it's a good headspace to get into to know and and just be more comfortable with the fact that, you know, something probably will go wrong. Mm. So what are you going to do? Are you going to take action or just let it let it fucking crush you? Yeah, and it just goes for everyone. Like all, all of us have stuff where like life will just smack you in the face. Mm. And the easy thing, the easy fix will get you broken for longer, but it's probably not the way to solve the situation. So I'd be encouraging people, like if you're going through a hard time, this is where you get to to get going, as the old saying goes, and actually plant some seeds whilst it's hard. Because it's easy for everyone to plant the seeds when it's easy. Mm. But like that's the wrong time to be doing that. You want to be learning some of those skills and, and running into the, the breeze and going like, fuck it, I'm going to keep running. Like this sucks. Because like I said on keep the change Instagram the other day and I put this on LinkedIn as well like keep rowing into the headwind because you don't know like just keep your head down and keep rowing you can't see what other people are doing and eventually the wind will stop and you're going to look up and realize like oh my god like half these people stopped rowing yeah that's still now they're complaining about how like oh fucking hell like I wish I got this and like if only this happened and all of that again just becomes noise, and you're like, "Well, I, I I didn't play the game like that. I kept rowing." So yeah, and you'll just carry like if you have a period of hardship, you'll carry it as fuel for the rest of your life. I reckon. Yeah, like I still, it's still like I still go to the gas station to fill up my car because I don't drive a Tesla, but I fill it up, and I'm like, I I always fill it up, no matter what it is, and I never ever care about the cost anymore. And it's like the one thing I carry on. Like in the back of my mind is like, man, I remember when I could only put twenty bucks in. Yeah, man, you just I am happy I don't do that anymore. You were just giving me PTSD, man. Yeah. I, I would and I would fucking I would shake the thing. I would shake it. Rattle like, it out, get the yeah. last little drops. Hold the hold the hose up. Yes. <laughs> man. That, and that's that scarcity shit eventually it have is, to outgrow. Man. man, it's such a nice feeling. Yeah. I think as well, 
you know, no matter what your situation is with your mortgage, and you're not going to want to hear this, but I want to be honest with you, like no one has any sympathy for you. And we want them to, but all you need to do is read any article about interest rates and the first ones to tell you they do not give a fuck about your situation are the boomers that laugh and like, oh, 6% interest rates. What are these pussies on about? <laughs> I remember when they were 18%. And so true. I think even just accepting that, that like, yeah, okay. I mean, if them, if that's your, if that's your vibe, but like they actually, they don't have any sympathy for you. No, they think they had it harder than you. Yeah. Even though we've talked about the data that shows that they didn't, but anyway. <laughs> so if then the bank are like, Hey, we can help you or your mortgage advisor or even your KiwiSaver provider, you know, you should never turn down help, even if it's not the right help as long as you know you can figure out, okay, how long do I want to stay with this being the help? Or it could be that you reach out and Mikey's like, you need to go and speak to your bank or Adam says, you need to go fill this form out. Like yeah. at least you're moving now. Yeah. Often if you talk to someone who is uh, in the in the region of where you're trying to look for the help, they'll know the right person. Yeah. Even if they aren't the right person. Like if I'm not the right person, I might know someone who is the right person or know someone that knows the right person, you know? So it's a good idea to use your network and talk to people. Yeah, and you're probably going to get more inspiration from someone who's been through it than you are from someone that's your mate that's like, oh, yeah, this fucking sucks, man. Look at our situation. It's the same as yours. Same goes both ways, man. You don't get pe- you don't get advice on how to be rich from broke people, you know? Should we end it there? Fuck, that's a bit savage, eh? <laughs> Well, look, you know, there's a, there's a case for that. Well, mate, I think we're probably six months early to this conversation getting even louder. So I hope I'm wrong, mm. but I just don't see things changing massively. And I think people are so resourceful and they're so proud that they won't reach out and get help or they won't be like, you know what, like I am going to print the flyers, I am going to go do some shit. But the key takeaway here for people who are going to go through that over this next 12 months would be, Get a, get a jump on it, front yeah. run it, and see if you can get, you know, ahead of it and start taking some action before you are forced to. Yeah. Be a savage now. Yeah. N- not after. Easy as that. If you do need help, then obviously look to your bank, look to your KiwiSaver provider in these couple of situations. Look to Google. Google is unutilized, yeah. underutilized. Yeah. You know, yeah. People are out there that want to help you. There are budgeting services as well. So, you know, don't, um, you know, put your head in the sand and end up being forced to make changes later in the year because you could have been thinking about it now. Mm. And if you're on the other side of the equation, there could be some cheap stock of anything you're looking at coming up. <laughs> Cars, houses. <laughs> yeah, well, look, that's that's how market works, right? There's yeah. always opportunity in these Blood times. in the streets, baby. <laughs> yeah. Well, bring on 2024. Hopefully you're all looking after yourselves out there and making some progress. This is just going to be a blip. Uh, over the the course of a longer time of your life. So remember to zoom out and look at your progress over a longer time period and keep rowing into those headwinds.